Welcome, everyone. Nice to be back on a Monday night. Happy Monday. We're almost through the month of July. Amazing. Thanks for watching. And uh, we are here with our very special guest, Brevard County property appraiser Dana Blickley is with us. Um, nice to have you back. Thank you. Last time I had you back was or on here was in 2019. Yes. I had just come back from New York. And actually, we were, I think we were on the air only maybe two, three weeks. Yeah. We had you on. So that was, seemed like yesterday, but it's a long know, time ago. I know. Happy to be back. Yeah. A lot has happened, too, since. Yeah. Cra crazy year, right? We, uh, we made it through 2020. Seemed like it was just dragging on the first couple of months, right, of it, COVID. It did. And then all of a it sudden, did. once we got through the summer, it was just like, whoa, we're, uh, we're at the end of the year. And here we are. We're in the middle of 2021. So we've got a lot to cover tonight because we're talking about a very important topic, which is our property taxes and the assessed values and some of the benefits that go along with the home ownership, our save our homes. So you have done an amazing job here for us. So we're Thank grateful. You. You're serving in your third term? Serving in my third term. Third term. Yeah, can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Third, third term. Third amazing. Term. So tw uh, 20, when is your re-election 2024? Uh, 2024. Yeah. So all the constitutionals run concurrent with presidential elections. So it's kind of easy to remember. We're yeah. voting on a president, then we're voting on our constitutionals as well. Awesome. Well, we hope you stay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We love I hope so you. too. So let's get right to it. Okay. Um, you you gave me a few things to uh, to point out, and, and I know you don't want to start with this, but I want to start out with your accolades of achievements here. So the Public Information Program Award, um, this was a, uh, a national award. Yes. And wow, what an accomplishment. Uh, this is an association of assessing officers that, 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 that handles this evaluation, and you won this award. We, we did. We did International Association of Assessing Officers. So this was the Public Program Award, and our submission was basically our website. Um, that is our uh, most robust program uh, piece, right? Public piece is how the consumers reach our data through our website. And we have worked tirelessly on changing that website. If you remember years ago when I first started talking to Realtors, uh, our, our, some of our biggest partners, I told them, you know, we're going to change the website. And you guys all got your Dana Voodoo dolls out because <laughs> as bad as the website was, you knew it. Or right? It was a tool you're very familiar with. But I promised at some point we, in the future we would get to the point where we would have a new website and it would be so much more user friendly and there would be so much more information and you guys would love it. And and we're there. So kudos to yes. the BCPAO staff. They're an amazing group of people and we, we created an amazing tool and we're very, very proud of it. So thank you. I, I love thank how you. you include your team at, at, at all times. Well. You really do. And um, yeah, of course, yes. of course, there's a lot of support and we appreciate that. Absolutely. So let's talk about our property tax law changes. Okay. So Amendment 5 and Amendment 6 passed in 2020. Yes, believe it or not, there were some good things that came out of 2020 legislatively for property owners. Uh, the first one, and the, the first one was Amendment Five, and we voted on that actually in 2020. Uh, it was a referendum that increased the time that you had to port your savings, mm -hmm. so portability, um, from two years to three years. So that effort has been up there in Tallahassee right. for several sessions, and we finally 
got that uh, into law. So we're happy about that. So folks that are thinking about moving from one property to another in the state of Florida, you now have three years to port your, your savings, your capped assessed value, if you will, from one property to another. So that was a great change that all of my peers and I um, were very supportive of. So we're, we're happy that we got that passed. Yes, and thank you to the voters as well for identifying Absolutely. this need for this. Voters got it right. Yes. And um, so Amendment 6. So Amendment 6 was a little bit of a cleanup bill, if you will. Sometimes you'll hear them called glitch, glitch bills. So basically this was a change in the law that provided uh, for surviving spouse benefits, for surviving spouse of veterans that had received the combat disability uh, veteran exemption. So this made this particular veteran exemption like all the others so the surviving spouses would have those benefits. So again, we were very, very happy that we were to get that passed. Uh, so it shares all of the benefits as all of the other veteran exemptions and that was amendment six and again the voters got that one correct so we were Yay. happy about that one very nice very nice so as we touched on a little bit of um of, of portability we're going to bring that up because there's a lot of people selling and purchasing and as we know when you're selling a home and buying another one in most cases it's going to be more expensive unless you're down downsizing big time sure but in what we're seeing in this area in brevard is most people are, even if they're buying the same size home, in some cases it's costing more money. So there's the portability factor. Sure. Um, a lot of people don't quite understand it. So maybe you can help us uh, with a couple of examples. Sure. So the first thing we'll, we'll talk about is portability in terms of the time. So we, we just said that you now have three years rather than two um, to, to port your savings. It's great, especially in a market like this. Uh, maybe you're building a new property and maybe it's taking a little bit longer. If for any of us that are building onto our property or building a new house, we're finding that materials are an issue. Number one's cost. Number two is availability um, and the availability of contractors. So, you know, if you're taking a little bit longer in terms of your permitting process or your engineering process or even deciding where you want to be, you now have that additional year. So that's great. But once you do make that decision, um, then you have that portability savings. Now, portability is basically bringing your tax savings of your homestead of property from one property to another, mm -hmm. anywhere in the state of Florida. And there's there's two uh, probabilities, right? You're either porting up, what we call porting up. Porting so up. you're going from a lower priced property to a higher priced property. And then there's porting down. That's when you talked about downsizing, you may be going from a more expensive property to a less expensive property. So the first example is porting up. We kind of have a calculation we can throw up there to show you what that math looks like. And that's a pretty easy one because basically that means that you're going to take all of your savings with you. So whatever the difference is in your market value and your assessed value, you get to take to your new property, all of that. Mm -hmm. So in the example that we give for portability, and let me just throw that out while we're bringing that slide up there for the for the calculation. Next slide, yes. It's going to be the next one. Um, there is a cap on portability, so five hundred thousand dollars is the cap. So no matter how much uh, of a jump that you're taking 
from one property to another that is uh, you know capped out at five hundred thousand right. dollars. So in the porting up example that we show you, the difference between the market value and the assessed value in the example is a four hundred thousand dollar and a in a two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar assessed value. You take the entire difference with you. So automatically in your new property, that hundred fifty thousand dollars we're going to take off of the market value, and that's where we're going to start before you take off your homestead exemption or any other personal exemptions. Okay. So that's the best case scenario is that you take all of it with you. Now, if you're downsizing, which would be the next example, um, then you only take a portion of that with you. And that's going to be based on the relationship between the old market value and the new market value. Mm -hmm. And so we we show you the, the math there. Um, we're going to take a percentage of that difference and apply it to the new home based on the, the, the price of the, the property that you end up purchasing. So just know in that scenario that you don't take it all with you. It's going to be proportional based right. on based on the difference in the still, price. Still a still huge benefit, price. though. Still a huge benefit. So you're still not losing all of that, that cap savings that, that you enjoyed by having your homesteaded property. Right. So. So how, okay, so give an example of, let's say uh, I'm selling my house this summer in August and I'm buying a new house this year, mm -hmm. portability. Mm -hmm. how, how quickly is that transition? So the minute you file, so the minute you file for homestead exemption on the new property, that triggers your portability. So, so by, by January or February, whenever the ho new homestead is, that portability would apply Correct. for the same tax year. Correct. Simple as that. Yep. Um, and we you like have it. a you have a link on the website, correct, to to discuss this portability? A absolutely. And there's math examples to show you how to figure that out on your property. Um, and you can always call us okay. if, if you're not sure. And uh, the website to the property appraiser is bcpao.us. That's it. All right. That's it. A little acronym for Brevard County Property Appraiser's Office. Yeah. So uh, to our viewers out there, listeners, if you have a question for Dana about uh, property uh, appraisals or uh, the tax assessments, go ahead and send your comments in. Uh, and if you're catching this after the live segment, you want to go ahead and just message me here at Steve Talks 321. I'll be happy to pass those questions on and get it answered. All right. Our next uh, topic, we had some um, we had some graphs that we wanted to bring up. So I'm just going to throw a little comment on there while, while you're sure, pulling sure. that up. Um, we do have uh, additional change that's going to be here for 2022. And, yes. that, and that is the city of Cocoa Beach is going to join 10 other municipalities that currently have the low-income seniors exemption. So for Brevard County, we have 16 towns or cities, and 11 of them will now have the senior exemption. There's still five municipalities that do not. Okay. Um, but if you happen to live in uh, Cape Canaveral, Cocoa, next year, Cocoa Beach, Grant Valcaria, Indian Harbor Beach, Malabar, Melbourne Beach, Melbourne Village, Satellite Beach, Titusville, or West Melbourne, you can apply for the seniors exemption if you are 65 years of age of young, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, that or younger, yeah. um, you can apply for that. There is an income limitation, right. and that's always factored based on the CPI. I think for this year it was 31.1. And the most important part of that is that Social Security income is not a part of that equation. So 
If you think you may apply, if you meet that criteria, please reach out to us, make application. Worst case scenario is your income is too high, not a bad problem to have, right. and you won't qualify, but it doesn't cost a property owner anything to apply. So we just want to let everybody know that Cocoa Beach will be um, That's awesome. uh, added to that. Awesome. We appreciate that. Sure. Um, Susan has a question for you. She asked if that was the true market value or the BCPAO market value when we we're talking about portability example. Uh, the portability will always, be, first off, thank you for the question. Thank you for tuning in and being interested. Um, that will always be based on the market value and the assessed value, the last certified value by the property appraiser for whatever jurisdiction you're reporting from. Excellent, excellent question and, and a great answer. Um, that brings up a good point because, you know, the Save Our Homes, we have properties that are being sold, you know, that have been owned now for maybe eight, nine, ten years. Right. So the taxes definitely look like they're a lot lower. They're about half yes. in some cases. And we go to sell and then the title company has them sign something that says there could be a uh, a big difference, difference in the tax payment when you apply for your homestead and your assessed value is going to be different next year. So can you can you touch on that and how how the property appraiser assesses the values? Is it is it a formula that you guys have or is it at all even have anything to do with the purchase price? Sure, sure. So I'll, I'll kind of give you the Reader's Digest version of Appraisal 101, okay? Um, so we do three approaches to value, just like any other appraiser, like the appraiser that appraises your house for a new mortgage or uh, insurance, th those types of things. So we're doing all three approaches. So just a couple of things. First off, property appraisers do not determine value. That is done by buyers and sellers. Uh, you guys transacting out on the market determine uh, what the values are, we use some standard approaches to value to, to you know, uh, register those and, right. and also submit those in the form of a tax roll that ends up being a tax bill. Um, but we use the same appraisal methods as any other certified fee appraiser. The difference in our calculation than, than the selling price is something called, uh, or that's enumerated in section 193.011 subparent 8, and those basically are costs of sale. So we have to extract the cost of sale out of sale prices because, as you know, Steve, there are fees and things associated with yes. transactions that, that, are, that do not describe the bricks, the mortar, and the land. Correct. And that's all that we can assess because that's all that's to be taxed. So that is the difference between selling prices and generally market values right. is, is just those those costs so is that of that sale. the difference of sometimes it ends up being any, anywhere from 18 to 20 percent correct yeah Co correct and, and that's which different is a benefit for, for the homeowner sure sure so we're not taxing you on what you right. had to pay your realtor or the documentary stamps correct. that you paid the clerk you know we're, we're taking those fees out that's great so that's uh, a lot of, a lot of people don't understand that that's right. one of those complex things it's really hard to explain Unless yes. you hear it right from the property appraiser. So a lot of yes. people ask me. So what I do know is obviously each area has a different millage rate. Yes. So that's factored in. So when somebody says, well, I heard it's one and a half percent of the purchase price. That's going to vary from area to area because the millage rate here is 16 or whatever. And in Cocoa, it could be 21. 
That, that, that's correct. And then you also talked about people that are purchasing property that has been homesteaded for a long time. So for instance, if, if you have homestead exemption in the state of Florida, and, and this is, doesn't matter what county, the, the entire state of Florida, and you have homestead exemption, then, then your assessed value is capped. And that's capped at the CPI or 3%, which is ever less. And I have a little chart here. So for this year, if you made no changes in the title of your property, you had no new construction, and you had homestead exemption, your assessed value could only go up 1.4 percent. Wow. Well, the market in your area may have gone up 7 percent. Yes. Okay, but your assessed value has only gone up 1.4. That's 4. right. If you've been enjoying that for 15 years, and then all of a sudden you sell your property, the new owner, other than portability, may be paying you know right. uh, a full fare. Because the first year, market and assessed are synonymous. Right. So it's very, very important that, that property owners know, um, particularly those that are they're coming from out of state, mm -hmm. that you cannot take the last tax bill and expect that to be what you're going to pay because right. of the assessment caps in the state of Florida. Great point. Great yeah. point. So um, did you have some graphs that you wanted to share? We have the graphs. Did you want to touch on those? Sure, sure. So we, we brought just a few graphs. We we are in the process of updating these, but I brought uh, three ones that aren't yet published yet. We have the old data and we've included the 2020 information in there. Doesn't matter what order you go into. This is all kind of aggregated information. Mm -hmm. But we put these out on the website because, you know, a picture tells a, a, a thousand words, right? Yes. Um, so the first one we have up here is basically the value history of Brevard County. We've got four kind of trend lines there. Uh, the blue being what market values have done basically in the last 20 years. So the top blue line is market value. So that would be sale price less cost of sale that we talked about. The red is the taxable value. So the difference between the blue line and the red line is, is what's not taxable or exempt. So either immune from taxation or exempt from taxation. The purple are school values because school values uh, do not share all of the exemptions um, that all of the other properties are. And the orange line, if you will, is the total capped savings. So the difference between, you know, that, that what we call the disparity uh, gap between mm. uh, taxable values okay. and market values. So you can see through, through the years um, that that's grown quite a bit. Uh, from the downturn in the market until what we see today in the 2020. Right. That's that's really helpful too yeah. because you know just looking at it like that you can see the difference. Sure. And, and all of these graphs are based on Brevard County and the aggregate. So if you took these graphs and, and the data were just particular municipalities or even particular market areas of municipalities, it would be a, a, a much different uh, right. pic pictorial. So this one here. Um, this one here showing the uh, the market bubble of 06, yes. 07. Um, so our median home price, I thought our median home price was actually higher than that at that time. Um, and it may have just spiked at some point in the middle of the year and then it leveled off obviously. Um, but now we're, we're approaching like 270 yes. Yes. here in, in Brevard in County. Yep. So, so we're way above that. We are. Th this is always an interesting graph, and and I I like to bring this one everywhere I go because we all see that market bubble. We lived it. We experienced it. All right. So when we see it on a chart, we know exactly what that is. Right. Um, the blue line, of course, are sale prices, mm -hmm. and I think there's a 20-year history with my 
yes. multi-lens contacts here um, from 20 to 20. So that's a 20-year history there. So the blue are sales prices and the red is a 4% trend. Mm-hmm. And then you see the correction of the market. Right. The, the, the market will always self-correct. Yes. And if you take a look at that from the period of about 2014, 13, when we're coming out of that recessionary period that right. we lived through, and you look at the 4% trend and you look at sale prices at what they're doing, now you're starting to see the growth again Yes. Uh, be- between what's going on in our market now and a 4% increase. So one of the things that tells us is in the aggregate for Brevard County, you're always going to see a self-correction and about a 4% appreciation per year, mm-hmm. um, except in times like these where we are experiencing low inventory, <laughs> low interest rates, and it is driving sale prices. Double digit increases yes. going on right so now. So for all you Realtor friends, take a break, take a vacation, take a breath, <laughs> find a house project. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah, it, right? We're, yeah, we're, we're busy. And new construction is just continuing. New it's on the rise. New construction is off the Richter. We just certified to the Florida Department of Revenue over a billion dollars of new construction countywide. Uh, that's pretty big number. Is a pretty big. How number. does that compare to the last bubble? Was there any time, any one year back then, when there was a billion? You know. Um, I'll, you're, you're taking Sorry. my memory back. Uh, Put, putting you on the spot on that one. But, but yeah, I believe so. I believe so because I can remember uh, the seven, you know, the, the double digits, uh, 700 million. So I, bu- I do believe we hit a billion um, once before. We obviously didn't stay there very long because we had some pretty creative right. financing right. going on during that period of time. Right. So, um, but, but it's a big number, a b- big mm-hmm. number countywide. And that's, a, that's up 14%. Um, from the previous year, yes. even. Wow. So with this year that we're having right now, we're obviously going to do a lot better than last year. Last year was kind of weird after COVID. We kind of, we, we paused for a little while, and then later in the year, it just started roaring again, and it hasn't really stopped. So let, let's talk about that for just a moment, because I will tell you that that's the $64,000 question right, right now is, Dana, what, what has been the effect of COVID on values? Well, we had the pause, right? We all took a pause here in the state. We were happy that our pause was a little bit less than, right. than a lot of the other states. But for 30 days, we all kind of chilled, right? Mm-hmm. Even our, our, our offices were shut down and we were working remotely. Um, we, we took a pause. But after that, uh, we experienced amazing growth uh, in terms of the number of transactions. As you know, we're seeing a lot of cash buyers. We also didn't really have to do a major conversion in how we look at properties, right? Because mm-hmm. long since is the day that we get in somebody's car and they drive us around right. for three days, right? We were used to looking at, at properties virtually and paring down what we wanted to go exactly. see. So that, that wasn't much of a difference for us. So I will tell you in terms of the effect of the residential part of our strata, which is 70% of our property, none. There, there was no negative other, other than the pause. Right. Um, no negative results as far as the overall taxable values. Commercial, yes, we, we took a hit, uh, a, a bigger hit on some of the more large income producing properties, right. hotel, motel yes. industries, those types, they took quite a hit. And, yep. and that was a new one for me. I will yes. tell you, 34 years in the business, I've appraised through four hurricanes, never a pandemic. 
Um, so, so this was a new one for us. So we have been working very closely with a lot of those property owners to gain mm-hmm. information from them, income and expense streams, and, and right. how it really affect, affected vacancies their industries. Vacancies are, are probably, you know. High vacancy. Yeah. Some of your mom and pops did not survive. Some of those closed right. their doors. And, of course, they're reporting that to us through, through their tangible personal property returns. But, you know, we got pretty creative during COVID. Our restaurants... Boy, the, the, they, takeout the, the, the takeout and the curb n- service. None of us really wanted to cook seven days a week, even though we had a pandemic, yeah. right? So so we were just converting, going and sitting in our restaurants to, hey, right. we're going to do curbside pickup. So, And never um, before were we, uh, was there a law allowing takeout alcohol? Well, it got passed and <laughs> margaritas to go. I mean, right, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about the margaritas to go, but, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and, and kudos to, to us and to our restaurant owners yes. for being able to get creative and make those conversions. For sure, for sure. Well, you guys have any questions for us? I have Dana Blickley, a Brevard property appraiser, right here in our studio. And uh, I haven't seen any more comments or questions. Have you seen anything out there yet, Jesse? All right. We're going uh, to go to a topic now that's also very near and dear to a lot of people, and that is our veterans. Yes. Uh, the property tax refund for qualified veterans, surviving spouses. Yes. So I mentioned before with uh, Amendment 6 that that was one of the things that the voters, in my opinion, got right, and that was adding the surviving spouse benefit to the, to the combat-related veterans. So while we're on that topic, let me just say this as a PSA. We find every day that we have many of our veterans here in Brevard County. We have almost 70,000 veterans here here in Brevard County. Amazing. Um, and, and you know that that's pretty near and dear to my heart um, in terms of veterans. I'm the daughter of a Marine, and I spend a great deal of my personal time on, on veteran advocacy. So for all of our veterans out there, thank you so much for your service. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for your sacrifice. We have a myriad of exemptions for disabled veterans here in the state of Florida, and all of them are based on some type of either disability, 10% or more, or a deployment. So those are the two areas which our veterans can receive, you know, property tax discounts. Um, One of the new initiatives, and and this came out of the legislature, and this is now a law, and this is a little bit cumbersome, so so bear with Mm me mm -hmm. um, for all of our veterans out there. So this is not an exemption. This is actually a, a foregoing taxes for totally and permanently disabled veterans. So prior to this change in the law, if you were a totally and permanently disabled veteran and you had that exemption, you paid no ad valorem taxes. All you paid were right. your non-ad valorem right, taxes. Right. But if you sold that property and purchased a new property, right, mm-hmm. and you weren't in there before January 1, right. you had to pay full fare mm-hmm. until the following until year. The following year right. Well, the legislature recognized that, and so now the law reads like this. If you are a totally and permanently disabled veteran and you have that exemption and you purchase a new property, between the period of January 1 to November 1. Now, don't ask me why the legislature made it November 1 because they didn't call Dane and say, do you think we should... They wanted make, to give you a one-month yeah, buffer, though, right, I right. guess. I don't know. Um, but it is between January 1 and November 1. So if you purchase a new property between January 1 and, and November 1 and you apply for the TMP on the new property, basically after you receive a tax bill for the new property, mm-hmm. we do a requisition of refund and you receive a refund 
for the wow. taxes on the new property. So that really does help That's out incredible. our T&P veterans, and, yes. and we're, we're proud of that. But it does have a couple caveats, one being, you know, if you purchase the new property on, Janu- on, on November 2nd, you don't qualify. Right. I don't like it. I didn't write it. Um, but that's the way it is. So we, we're, we're, we're happy at, at a minimum that we, we have that. The other thing I want to mention is that many of our veterans that are not totally impermanent, so they don't have the 100% disability or it's totally impermanent, they have a 10% to a 90%. So they're getting the additional $5,000 mm-hmm. exemption. But if any portion of that is combat-related, then they can also make application for the combat-related disability, and that is a percentage off your taxes. So if you're a 50%, say 50% rating from the VA, you you have that disability, you get a $5,000 exemption, but if 50% of that is all combat-related, you get a reduction of 50% of your ad valorem taxes. That's a big deal. So a lot of our veterans don't don't realize to apply for that. So if if you have any of your rating that's combat-related, please reach out to us if you're a veteran. We spend a great deal of time out there in the community and doing outreach to reach our, our veterans and our seniors about exemptions that are available to them. But but that's a I wonder how many of our county residents here that are veterans that have that benefit that's out there for them and they and they're not aware of it. You know, too many. Because one is too many, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. but too many because we we talk to them almost every day, right, and right. believe it or not, some of the veterans, uh, you know, I even know and are in our network of doing veteran advocacy, and it just dawns on them one day when I'm there, I'm like, oh, Dana did say something about combat related, right. and I've had the other exemption for 15 years, but I've never made application, so. We're out there pounding the pavement every day, uh, you know, trying to reach our veterans and sure. working with our other partner right. groups to get that information out there, things like your show. So we appreciate well, that I would, every Well, I would love to take part in some of that pavement pounding and go to the, you know, the VFWs and, and some of the posts around here and um, wherever they're at. We, we appreciate yeah. that very, very, very much. Excellent. Now, is, is that a fairly simple process to just apply for very simple okay very simple they can apply online and we will help them if they have a if they don't have all of their documentation we can work with them we also work very very closely with the service officers with Brevard County they're wonderful about helping veterans you know get their documentation okay I would like to get maybe a summary or of some paperwork from you on this sure and I'll go around and I'll pass it out at every location absolutely yeah that'd be great so um, anything else you want to touch on that topic? Uh, I do. Okay. So uh, as you know, the constitutional officer, so all five constitutional officers in conjunction with the state attorney and the public defender annually do an annual benefit for National Veterans Homeless Support. All of the proceeds go to, of course, the mission mm-hmm. of, of eliminating homelessness among our veterans yes. and preventing homelessness among mm-hmm. our veterans. The event this year is going to be October the 16th at the Radisson at the Port. We would absolutely love to have yes. um, all of your viewers, all of your listeners uh, present. October 16th at the Radisson. October 16th at the Radisson. It's an amazing event. You can register by going to uh, the website for NVHS, and it's nvhs.org. Okay. Um, it is an inspiring night. It is um, 
an amazing night. We share is success stories. 6 p.m., 7 p.m.? Uh, about 5.30. 5.30? 5.30. We have not released who the keynote speaker is. Okay. It's quite the headliner, so we're, we're still working on that right. to, to make sure that he is going to be there. Um, so our tickets on sale now? Tickets are on sale now. Okay. Yeah, you can purchase individual tickets or you can do corporate sponsorships, purchase tables or what Great. have you. But Great. it's in a pretty amazing event. That's nvhs.org. <laughs> it wanted to correct it to McHenry. I don't know <laughs> why. nvhs.org. Dot org. Yes. Typing it in our comments so our listeners can just go right to the comments there and uh, click on that link and visit that. So that's October 16th at the Radisson. We'll definitely look forward to that. And um, I think we've covered a lot in just 30 minutes. Is there anything else, any other final details you want to touch on? Um, not not really, not really. I mean, we covered a, a world of information, but there's probably tens of thousands of dollars of benefits out there that are not being tapped into that people just need help and a little assistance and you know the awareness of where to go to get this information so if you guys have any questions uh of how to tap into a benefit that you may have sitting out there just message me or give me a call at 321-749-9394 i'll put you in touch with dana's office and uh, we'll get you started that would be great. Now, we will be sending out the Notice of Proposed Property Taxes the third week in August. August. Very, very important piece of mail. Um, please make sure that you view those. So all of your listeners, um, that's the time for you to review what right. your potential taxes are going to be, your market value, exemptions, and exemptions should be um, on that notice. If you disagree with anything, that's the time to reach out and let us know. Right. Any predictions on the notice yet? Nope, I'm not making any <laughs> predictions. I'm not allowed to do that. I know. <laughs> hey, can't blame me for trying. That's right. That's right. Well, if uh, you guys don't have any questions for us, I guess everybody's uh, all caught up to speed on that. But Steve uh, Thaggard says, great. That's great information. Thanks, especially for our veterans. Thank you, Steve. Um, so he's a actually, uh, yeah, he just, uh, our hearts and thoughts go out to that family. They lost their father who was a veteran. So we appreciate all of our veterans and our families of veterans. So, yes. but uh, here with Dana Blickley, property appraiser. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank We're going to go ahead and call it a night here. Steve talks three, two, one. We'll see you next Monday, guys. Thank you.